You're listening to a Crossroads original podcast. Often after creating the piece, it's even reflecting back on it and saying, okay, you know, what, what is my response? From Crossroads Media, this is See Here Love, the podcast with Melinda Estabrooks, season eight, episode number 39. Well, welcome back to another episode of See, Here Love. And this is a treat for me uh, because I have a, a special guest, but also someone I've known for a number of years because he's been part of my church community and just, it feels like I've known him for like a hundred years, but maybe not so long. But grateful to have Alex Nichols with us. And Alex, welcome. 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 Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, okay. So Alex is a student art therapist and... Alex, this is really great. The reason why I'm having you on is because you've been on three of our See Here Love broadcast shows, YouTube shows, video streaming shows, doing your art therapy painting while we, oh my goodness, while we talked. And I guess, I mean, really how this happened, Alex, was at church, I think, were you doing an Easter painting on stage? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we were uh, we were doing our, our Easter service, and part of that was having kind of this painting uh, art, kind of as worship kind of aspect uh, to the to the service. And uh, yeah, I was up there doing that uh, while the the worship music was going. So yeah, a fun experience that day. Yeah, and I th- I remember sitting in the front, like I always do, or close by to the front, much to the chagrin yeah. of my husband, who was like, "Why always the front of the church?" But that's just me. And I remember looking at that as you're painting. I'm like, wow, that is, that adds such an a, another kind of a sensory experience. So I'm listening, but I'm watching you paint and creating something out of out of the music. And I think for me, I was like, you know, that would be really neat to try on a See Your Love show. It's never been done. We've never done it. And so called you up or dm'd you or something and was like hey what do you think about this and so i asked you what did you think like when i was like hey alex can you do some art therapy on a woman's show initial response all right yeah i mean i i I love that opportunity um (laughs) the the kind of you know i have kind of two aspects to what i do um i have the kind of art therapy side of things and then i have this kind of uh, art through worship, which really go hand in hand. Work. Um, and I just loved the opportunity, uh, that you, were uh, you were kind of giving to, um, yeah, to be able to kind of sit in and for those who aren't really, um, kind of audio, uh, kind of verbal kind of learners or people who participate in that way, just to have that other kind of visual, um, component to be mm-hmm. able to think about, uh, to be able to reflect on during uh, a service, during a TV show, mm-hmm. um, just that other kind of way of tying in, yeah, like you said, that kind of sensory component um, to to what we what we share, and uh, you know, amazingly, uh, you allowed me to sit in on that particular show, uh, those shows, multiple yeah. shows, and be able to 
just visually represent some of those things that that you know I I'd heard some of those things that I thought were really important and significant uh, for the audience to be able to pick up on. Um, yeah, just just a, a really great experience. So thanks so much for for doing that. And when you asked. Uh, of course, whenever, whenever, whenever Melinda asks you to do anything, uh, the answer is, is yes. And then you figure it out afterwards. Uh, to my husband and to all that are listening, uh, rewind just what Alex said. When I ask, it's a yes. Just, just, and I think I'm just going to pull that clip out, Alex, on all the reels, all the stories, yeah. all the socials. So thank you for that soundbite. Really appreciate that. <laughs> and we're done. Thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah. You said what you needed You're to welcome. say. <laughs> Um, for those that don't know, art therapy, like I'm fascinated by it. So, you know, yeah. I have you come on and as you're listening to our conversations, you're, you're painting these images, which we'll get into a little bit later, but like, what is it? Cause I know people are like, well, I know therapy, I know counseling, psychotherapists, you know, and they talk to me, they listen. So maybe give sort of as an overview a quick learning of what really is art therapy, the process, what is the outcome, why should people do it? Yeah, for sure. So just like psychotherapy, talk therapy, um, where you typically come with something that you verbally want to process, art therapy is an opportunity to do the same type of process, that same type of internal reflection of what's going on, what emotions you're feeling. Um, But in a state where you start with an individual hmm. so rather than having to articulate the stress the tension the emotions the big emotions uh, any of the kind of trauma or challenges life challenges that you're experiencing um art therapy is really an opportunity to put that all out as an expression on a piece of paper and that can be anything from stick figures to a scribble that encompasses how you're feeling, to symbols, to patterns, to a particular picture that kind of strikes you. Like I said, a lot of us process uh, in that kind of visual kind of way, and um, words come kind of as a second level of communication to us. And so this allows us to tap into that original feeling, that felt sense of what we've experienced, what challenges we're facing. And then what we do as art therapists is we actually invite the client to interpret that artwork. So some people think, oh, you're going to come in, you're going to kind of psychoanalyze what (laughs) I put down on a piece of paper, but actually it's uh, allowing the client to express what that is. So for example, it might be um, express how you're feeling today or how this particular experience felt to you as if it was some weather. What would it look like if it was a weather pattern? How would you draw that out? Um, so on a piece of paper, someone may put in a thunderstorm. Um, okay. But to some people, that thunderstorm in his uh, intense emotions, really negative experience, it's darkness, it's challenge. But for other people, a thunderstorm is rain. It's splashing in, in Wellington boots, in puddles. It's new life. It's growth. It's that kind of refreshing energy, the lightning, the the excitement. Uh, as well and so it's really down to the person what it is that they're actually experiencing and then from there you know what is that growth what is that excitement what does it feel like to be splashing in those puddles in that storm uh what does that new life look like uh how how can we kind of reframe that 
and allow people to explore what those emotions are that are tied up in that particular experience. Now, Alex, do you think most people need to do that art therapy? Like, is there something in everybody that needs to kind of tap into that and, and express that visually? Or do you think there's certain people that it's, that's better for versus some people who are just like going to share and talk about their feelings versus... Because it sounds like to me like it, it it's such a creative outlet, but I don't know if everybody would access it or want to do that i mean let alone though a lot of people don't even want to go to therapy in the first place even talk about their emotions so maybe we need to start with that um, and go there but i don't know i just feel like everybody should do something like that because that that is another part of i think the creative part of us even if some people are more creative or more visual than others i don't know i just a question yeah i i think it's a great question um you know, it goes along kind of hand in hand with that question, you know, who's an artist? What what, uh, what is an artist? Yeah. Um, and so that opportunity for people to express themselves, like I said, stick figures are more than welcome in art therapy. We are a big fan <laughs> of your stick figures. Yeah. Um, and, and that kind of expression. But um, in terms of the actual process of art making... Uh, that can be anything. So that can be painting, it can be drawing, it can mm. be making things out of clay, or it could be even arranging leaves and and sticks on a piece of paper just to represent what that emotion okay. is like. Oh, and so no. it's just a great additional tool set. Yeah, if, if, if verbal communication, if you're talking, if you think in words, if you're able to process in words, that is it's great. But sometimes those emotions are bigger than our ability to communicate in words. I mean, they talk about a picture being worth a thousand words. There's that kind of sense of, you know, if you're experiencing, like I said, a particular trauma or a particular, particularly big or complex emotion, how are you going to express that in words rather than maybe starting with uh, with a piece of paper or um, a, a bunch of Play-Doh. Um, those can be options of how Slate. you would you would start to express that and then process that feeling. And even in the art-making process itself, there's kind of a zone that you sometimes get into when you're right. creating that can just allow your brain to kind of capture things that maybe aren't, you know, immediately accessible uh, when you when you you start kind of talking about about challenges but we work with a range of people everything from kids who are too young to maybe articulate their emotions people with uh acquired brain injury or trauma post-traumatic stress disorders um you know veterans or people who've experienced uh war or conflict um often use art therapy as a way of of communicating but it really is open to to anyone amazing so let's talk about your experience at See Here Love because you did three shows and I want mm-hmm. your thoughts, um, if you can remember way back, but on each show, because I, I find it fascinating if you can remember what you drew, but also thought. So the first show that you, we, we introduced you and you started painting was the New Year, New You, this word for the year. And so you just sit and listen to us and Cheryl was like, cellulite. And, you know, we were all, you know, saying all kinds of fun stuff and I was saying like I need to go more green and it was more like was I was eating green or being more refreshed and healthy and there was so many things like that so let's go that your thoughts on that show like so you're you're 
you know, you're drawing, you're listening. What's your initial thoughts about the conversation? And I say this because as a man, maybe sort of setting this up, Alex, for you, like as a man, you're listening on to a woman's conversation. So maybe if we can kind of go through, I'd love to hear your thoughts on our conversation. What did you think of it? Do you have questions about what we said? Was there something that was like, whoa? And then your drawing of what we said, how that connected. I know that's a lot, but I, I, I just want to hear more about that. And I think our listeners and viewers are like, okay, that's cool. So the first show you came in, set you up in studio, was the New Year's show. So New Year's show. Yes. New Year, New Year, yep. word of the year. Your thoughts. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I've been a big fan of that uh, kind of word for a year. Uh, a number of people who are close to me have used that uh, partly on, you know, you kind of initiating some of those conversations. Um, it? So it was great to be able to be involved in, in that process. But a lot of the time, you know, you're just trying to listen for words that feel like they're important to someone. Like they, they either are repeated a number of times, there's a particular significance or a particular uh, thing that that kind of emotionally triggers in in you yourself as the artist. You're you're looking for those things of of significance mm-hmm. that maybe can be represented in a way. So sometimes those representations that I drew were or painted were very kind of literal representations. I remember at some points there was leaves. Uh, sometimes they're more kind of figurative um there's a number of kind of crosses to represent uh you know the the core kind of faith component of some of the conversations um and some of them are just feelings you know particular um emotions that for me relate to uh colors or patterns again um that you can you can express and it's really trying to tap into what the what the audience is likely to engage with as well. It's not kind of prescriptive about, you know, this is the only way of interpreting this, but it does allow the opportunity for the mind and imagination to kind of explore a little bit. What would would you use as a symbol instead? You know, even if it provokes a, whoa, wait a second, I don't, that doesn't jive with me. Um, there's, there's still that op- that opportunity of being able to um, to explore what those feelings were. And for the 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 first show of the year, the uh, the New Year's show, um, yeah, it was really looking at what was the meaning behind those words mm-hmm. and how could those words be explored? How could they kind of branch and grow? How can the words kind of act as a seed and then be expanded into different ways? Uh, that, again, engage with people's imagination. Now, did it encourage you? I mean, here you have four women sitting on the couch and we're looking ahead to, you know, trying to be these best women that we can be. And we all had different words. We never share. I never have them share the words before. Actually, what's interesting, we've never had the same word. I mean, there's so many words. So, Um, but what was that like? I mean, you're sitting there and like, we're, we're, this is what our hope is for this year. We joke, but then there was some like really sort of deep, serious things about, you know, simplify and serve and send. I remember that Joanna was send and and Kimberly was simplify. And I think, yeah, uh, Cheryl was servanthood. And then I was the only V word like verger, 
which was this random word that looked like verdure, but it's verdure, and it means like lush green vegetation, you know, like it was so, yes. but what was that like to listen in on that, um, you know, conversation of like our hopes and I think women just sitting there talking about this is what we want to become. Yeah, I mean, the the interesting thing about being an art therapist is, uh, as a male art therapist, I am one of a very few. Uh, I trained with majority uh, kind of female uh, gender um, people uh, in my training process. Um, it's amazing and such a privilege to be able to listen to different people's perspectives, um, you know, and be able to to kind of share some level of uh, input, some level of interpretation or um, some level of, of processing what the visual rep representation would look like. Um, but there is that sense of, you know, wanting to wanting to honor whatever voice is there in, in the room, trying to honor um, the, the kind of uh, feminine, um kind of components of what was what was being discussed um and i think as a as a therapist um you know that's that's really important and and as a human being that's really important to be able to listen to each other mm -hmm. uh being able to share some insight but also trying to honor each other's stories well mm -hmm. um I know that's one of the things that you and I share in common. It's that that idea of you you get to steward and in some way present people's stories to the to the world. Um, how can you how can you do that in an honoring way? Um, and so, really, it's it's trying to key into what is significant for the person, what are they experiencing. Um, and and not be too much interpreting, not too much involved in the, in the process, um, and and just again being really, you know, feeling that gratitude. It is it is something that it is extremely gratitude invoking okay. to be able to listen to someone's story, to be able to have a window into their life, into their circumstances. <laughs> um, and I think it's a it's a skill that we all need to a muscle that we all need to practice that ability to listen and hopefully hear. And uh, you know, I love the that's that's the whole yeah. concept of your show. The whole kind of reason that it's see here love. Um, it's that ability to uh, to share um, a story, but also share in those emotions as well. Yeah. Uh, bringing a little, a little bit of ourselves, a little bit of empathy into the space. It's good. Now the second show, I actually just want your initial thoughts. If, and, and again, I know you were painting, but your thoughts. So we talked about ageism and aging well, it and it came out of, you know, a conversation, obviously, you know, the last while in media, um, and the conversation, you know, at the forefront of women and ageism and gray hair and uh, and the struggle, I think, even personally for me, you know, uh, as a woman in media, aging and the conversations I've had around, you know, dinner parties with my girlfriends on the real struggle with it. I mean, like my husband, oh, Chris, wow. says, Melinda, it's inevitable. I mean, it does, I don't want to sound, you know, kind of depressing, but death and aging are inevitable. 
you know, these are the things that are going to happen to us. So, so, you know, how do you age well? So when we were listening to that conversation, because that was a very vulnerable conversation. It was for me. I'm, yeah. I've always shared, like I always, youth was always sort of on my side. I loved being a young person. I benefited from it greatly. I was invited to the table on so many youth initiatives and things. And then as I've gotten older, I've had to really adjust and change into this, oh, wait a second, you know, I'm not a young person. How am I going to bring in the next generation? Will I be an advocate, a champion for next generation? Now I'm, t- I'm thinking legacy. So when you were oh. listening to that, what was that like for you? Like our conversation, it was really honest and difficult. Uh, I had a lot of feedback from that show, um, Alex, from oh. a number of women who were like, thanks for going there. Uh, yeah. But what were your thoughts? Like as a man listening to us women really kind of go, what are the negatives? What are the positives? Are there any positives? How are we navigating it? Uh, you know, what are our struggles? What have we lost because of it? Um, and then how can we encourage other women as they age to, you know, embrace, feel empowered in that? But yeah, what were your initial thoughts? I'd love to hear your perspective on that conversation. Yeah, yeah I mean, again, uh, incredible privilege to be able to to both sit in and paint uh, during that process um, and that discussion. I think, yeah, as a as as a as a man hearing the conversation as a as a as a male, um, the the sense of injustice that is there is 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 strong. Um, the sense of uh, frustration, I think, with uh, particularly a society um, that tends to less value that uh, older voice, that more kind of uh, seasoned or mature kind of input um, into the type of, of media that we hear, the type of conversations that we have, um, that discounting of, of people who are who are in that that process of of aging, of um, of going through uh, you know that particular season of life. Uh, it's frustrating. It's frustrating to to have that side uh, of things, and then to reflect on um, often the toxic masculinity hey. that compounds that as well. Um, and so, I think it's just in those circumstances. Again, you know, trying to be a listener, trying to actually yes. hear what's being said, trying to hear the the heart of the people who are talking, what their concerns are, what their reality is. And then often after creating the piece, it's even reflecting back on it and saying, okay, you know, what, what is my response? You know, and I was, I was very privileged to be able to respond through the artwork in that moment, hearing the particular episode, the particular viewpoints, the particular stories of uh your your co-hosts and be able to reflect back some of those uh those feelings that it stirred but then it's taking on the responsibility it's you know as as a as a person who consumes media who is you know able to use the 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 buying power the the ability to make my own choices how do i make choices that are more informed and i think about 
this in terms of uh you know the the topic that you covered in terms of um, aging i think about this in terms of uh things that you've you've also covered you know those kind of, you know indigenous rights the rights of uh and and the the intersectionality with kind of bipoc community the the you know the different challenges that that we face and it's it's being a humble listener as much as we can um you know it's something that we i think we all struggle with that kind of like pride and wanting to jump in um so so listening listening for what the solution is being that is being proposed is and then it's coming alongside and adding our our support whether it be uh financial whether it be um you know visual in terms of media and the, the content that we put out um just how do we how do we continue to support each other uh in moving the 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 needle on some of those really big issues yeah um yeah that's good thank you for saying that i i you know it's been you know the conversation is you know obviously see her love and the show and myself is really about being an advocate and champion for women. But as I do this work, Alex, we can't do this work without men who will be our allies and our support and listeners and help with solutions. Because that's the other part. It's like women, 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 but realizing that we we have to all be in this to make this work. It can't just be women supporting women and men not supporting women or women not supporting men, you know, like it's it's got to be all of us. And, you know, I'm grateful for you and, and, you know, my husband, Chris, who are like that. I mean, they they have strong women in their lives. And it's been great to have you in our lives to be that support and listen and champion and advocate. And, you know, that's the truth. So I really appreciate what you said there. And I think what really stood out was that sort of humble listener, like to listen is really powerful but then you said but then there's solutions like again that's it it's like i'm all about the yeah. listening so we're gonna listen but then if you just sit with the listening and do nothing then nothing's gonna nothing's gonna change it's there's got to be the next step of listening and then a doing or figure out a solution and working together for it but yeah yeah thank you for saying that it's it's hard i mean i think you know the 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 greatest negative voice for a lot of us is ourselves as women, I think not just for women, for all of us, right? I mean, you can't do that. You're getting too old. You don't look young enough. Look at your wrinkles. Like it's, it, that voice is so loud. So to Whoa. silence that voice and to have people that will, you know, speak truth and love and grace and possibility into is so important, men and women, you know? So, yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks, Alex. And to our listeners and to our viewers, I hope this conversation really encouraged you today and maybe it will give you sort of pause to think about how your word of the year is going which as alex was talking i'm like oh how's my verger how am i being green and and fresh and healthy so oops maybe i need to do a little stop on that maybe this conversation had you take a pause on aging well and so i hope this conversation um, encouraged you and as you take pause journal pray into these uh, topics know that you are seen heard and deeply loved by god thanks for joining us 
Thank you for listening to See, Here Love, the podcast with Melinda Estabrooks. Stay connected with our daily posts and stories on Instagram or Facebook at See, Here Love, or join our newsletter at www.seeherelove.com.